0: Hello, folks. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. This is episode three, and as they say, the third time's a charm. So maybe we'll get this one right. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm excited. We've gotten a lot of really good feedback. Uh, Mike Moore of the Thomas Payne Podcast, commander at pain.tv, sent me some great comments uh and i really appreciate it maria albanese mike's co-host on fridays sent me some feedback she got and i'm i'm really glad that you guys appreciate this content because it's something that i paid attention to for many, many years. I was immersed in a lot of these technologies, not that I worked in that industry, but I was in the corporate entertainment industry for many years. And so I had uh, many firsthand experiences with going to seminars and sessions and conferences where industry professionals were discussing technologies like this, and that is what made me take an interest to this. Also, when I was 27 years old, I was fighting the city of New Haven, Connecticut's entrenched 20 year mayor, Mayor John DiStefano. And what that unfolded into was this entire banking scheme, this scandal that I will get into eventually. It falls right in line with the type of stuff that Mike talks about on the Thomas Paine podcast. But while I was involved with this, I got heavy into radio and into community organizing and journalism. And I had a gentleman approach me who from the national level who had been giving money to a lot of anti-illegal immigration groups and he wanted me to come and join his network and train people across the country. And I was 27 at the time, I owned a marketing business and I never really wanted to get into politics. And uh, I happened to fall into it, and we'll talk about that when when I do a show on it. But what happened was he wanted to give me money to go around the country and actually train people in his philosophy. And that was my introduction to eugenics because uh, part of what he was pushing through Sierra Club and others was eugenics policy. And so I took a major interest in that topic kind of blew it off years ago. And then in the last uh, couple of years, especially with what happened during COVID land and all of a sudden the exposure of the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab and Yuval Noah Harari and others, I started saying, wow, these eugenicists have been hard at work. And so what we are going to do on today's show, tonight's show, whatever it is out there, whenever you're listening, it's okay. As long as you're listening, that's all that really matters at the end of the day now, doesn't it? No. I really appreciate it, guys. So, we are going to pick up where we left off yesterday in Episode 2. If you remember, in Episode 1, we discussed a 2016 article on General Electric discussing the tenets of the Fourth Industrial Revolution. And then yesterday, we discussed an article on MIT... The university's website discussing uh, artificial intelligence, uploading your consciousness to an AI hive mind that will control you, putting nano robots inside your body. I suggest that if you haven't listened to episode one or two, you go back and listen. They're very easy to listen to. So today I'm going to continue into this research on Ray Kurzweil, who is an engineer top engineer at Google, who has been developing artificial intelligence, natural language processing, uh, and and things along that nature. Kurzweil has a long background in the world of technology, the world of artificial intelligence. Some call him a futurist, and as you know, I was harping on that because it really ticks me off that a guy like that has spent his entire life, not just his career, his entire life, dreaming up artificial intelligence, dreaming up the ability to upload his consciousness into the cloud, dreaming up the ability to put nano robots inside of humans and connect them up to an AI hive mind. Therefore, when the technologies that come out that he discussed, he gets credit for being a prophet when he in fact was one of the engineers working on the project and at the very least working in the industry so he's well aware of the technologies that are coming. You will see that tonight. I have a series of videos and this will be the first time on this show that I'm going to work videos into the show. So for you guys in the video audience, the people behind the Pain.TV subscription paywall that are going to watch the video, bear with me. Over the next couple of weeks as we do more projects and we do more shows and I really hone in on the software that I'm using, this will get smoother. But right now, I'm going to try to utilize what I did all day. I was sitting here like Yuval Narari and Ray Kurzweil programming all day to work out a system that allows me to play these videos and clips without having to spend hours and hours and hours during the day and editing them all, which is what I would normally do. Hopefully, this will go smoother for you. So, before we start, I just want to say it was a great day today. I got out to the gym with my wife, um tomorrow we are going to what's called the sunflower festival so as i said do things in your life that allows you to get out into the natural world don't get all hunkered down at home and stuck in this technological bullshit get out there in real life so we're going to the sunflower festival and then we're going to take a ride about 45 minutes away to meet with actually someone who i mentioned on the show he's a geneticist who worked at National, National Institute of Health out of Fort Detrick. We're going to eventually be interviewing him. But he also owns an organic grass-fed cattle farm. So I'm going to get some organic grass-fed beef from him and going to be talking about po- possibly purchasing a quarter or a half cow. So, again, do things in your life, uh, such as lining up food, To hedge against the supply chain issues, you know, the supply chain issues caused by Vladimir Putin? Uh, No, it's caused by the technocrats. They are going to try to squeeze us out at every single angle. So, let's just jump over and look at an article first. Uh, Actually, a couple of them. Because what I want to do is refresh your memory where we picked off from episode two. So, this was an article I mentioned yesterday from the observer and this article was written in february 2014 and if you recall one of the reasons why i am discussing these uh articles and reviewing these articles is because i want you the audience to understand and many of you do already but i really want you to understand that this technological world this Forming technocracy, and a technocracy is really just a government that is controlled by the scientists and the doctors and these guys that think they're so smart. They believe, and and the technocracy movement goes all the way back to the 1930s, and we'll get into that on another show, but they believe that they are the smart guys, the scientists, the engineers, and that they should have carte blanche to rule over us. There should be no state governments and national governments. It should just be one world government under these mad scientists. And so as we quickly see this technocracy forming today, as you saw people like Dr. Anthony Fauci out there, uh setting policy well i think you have to wear two masks you have to wear four masks six masks put on the mask don't put on the mask i didn't wear the mask but i am science i'm not science i am science if you don't believe me i'm going to uh stuff you in a trunk and hit you upside the head with a stick of prosciutto i'm going to shove a cannoli up your nose because i'm science and i set the rules and you need a vaccine and a booster two more boosters you need seven boosters three. 31 boosters two shots a jab a double mask and a booster so that guy was sort of the first uh, scientist they trotted out to be the head of this like uh, technocracy that we're looking at and then as you see over the last few months people have been sort of tricked and baited into following elon musk another guy that comes right out of the technocracy we'll get into his uh, paternal grandfather who was instrumental in the early stages of the technocracy movement. So you have Elon Musk and everyone runs to him. They go, Elon Musk is going to save me. He's going to save free speech. He's going to save free speech. Elon Musk is going to save us. He's going to save free speech. Mega, mega Elon Musk. He's going to buy Twitter and he's going to save us. He's going to save our ability to speak and say what we want on Twitter. So we love him. And the idea is that the elites, the, the guys behind kind people like Elon Musk they prop him up they make him look like a real life Iron Man character he's like Tony Stark pretty soon. They're probably going to have him flying around in an Iron Man suit. He's going to save the world. He's taking us to Mars. He's got Tesla with his electronic vehicles that's totally floated by government subsidies, by the way. And then he's got SpaceX. It's basically just NASA rebranded. Meanwhile, he's launching satellites via his uh, Starlink project, and it's going to bring us internet in the mountains and in rural areas when, in fact, it's being used for, like, drone technology all over the world. It's basically going to run the entire technocracy. He's got Neuralink, which is his brain chip company, where he literally said on Joe Rogan's show, I'm going to put a brain chip in your head. And Rogan says... uh, "and." Rogan is some CIA spook. His job is to normalize these technocrats like Elon Musk. He brings them on the show. He gets the audience and the kids hooked on psychedelic mushrooms and DMT. And then he sits there and smokes a joint with somebody like Elon Musk. He's like, Yeah, man. Yeah, you're pretty cool, man. I don't know. You're weird, but you're kind of cool, man. And then Elon Musk sits there and he goes, Yeah, I'm uh, autistic. I'm so strange. Well, Rogan said to him, Well, I don't know, Elon. I don't know no, man some of these people aren't going to necessarily want to put a brain chip in their head man and musk goes well well then they're going to go extinct And so, all of a sudden, uh, people that I know in my life, these Fox News conservatives, people that were Trump conservatives, MAGA folks, all of a sudden, they're like, Elon Musk is a hero, man. He's going to save us. He's going to save free speech, dude. He's going to save us. I said, well, he said he's going to put a brain chip in your head and basically control you. So, how the hell is he your ally? Yeah, well, you know what? On Twitter, he tweeted this really good tweet. It said, uh... Hey Biden, dude, we need to get gas prices down. What? What? That makes Elon Musk a hero? I've said we need to get gas prices down every single day when I get gas and put it in my car. Does that make me some hero? I don't understand how people could follow Elon Musk. But anyway, we are being driven into the hands of the technocrats, into the Dr. Fauci's, the Elon Musk, the Bill Gates, who was instrumental in pushing COVID forward. So as you see, the technocracy, the technocracy is advancing. And so what I'm trying to show you with these articles, going all the way back to 2014 in this particular article, but the stuff I'm gonna show you today in video of Ray Kurzweil and, and Yuval Harari and and uh, even a Glenn Beck clip interviewing Ray Kurzweil, these videos go back 10, 12, 14, 16 years. The technocracy has been in development since the 1930s. This concept of putting nanorobots in your body has been around for years. Depopulation plans have been talked about since the beginning of mankind. Henry Kissinger in the early 1970s wrote a plan that talked about depopulation given to the United Nations. So this has been going on for a very, very long time. And what you need to understand is at this point, and it's sad to say this, it is inevitable, I believe. I don't see anyone resisting. I don't see a revolution. I don't see anybody stopping it. It's sad to say, but my running theme is we are going to have to understand it We are going to have to be the real futurists, like Ray Kurzweil claims to be, or Yuval Noah Harari claims to be. We have to be futurists. And what we're going to do, since we are not developing the technology like them, making a prediction and then seeing it come true, because we're actually the ones who've done the research and development and deployment of such technology – We have to read and listen to what they are saying. We have to look at their plans, look at their white papers, watch their speeches, dissect them, analyze them, and then be able to predict the future so that we can work our way around this, we can navigate this, and we can live as natural a life as possible away from these freakish, technocratic, oligarch, dystopian, con men, fraud, criminal, thief, hacker pirates. Okay? That's what we have to do. And that's why it's important, and that's why with my show, I'm going to walk you through this. There are other people that have talked about these things for sure. I'm trying to do it in more layman's terms, because I don't want to bog you down with too many of the details. I don't want to get into too much biology. You just have to understand what's coming. And then hopefully with some of the guests we have, maybe we're going to start to be able to figure out how we can block some of this technology, how we can close ourselves out of it when we don't need to be into it for work. I don't know. That's what the show is. As I learn, you learn. But right now, I have to take a quick break and we will be right back. My name is Dustin Gold, and this is the Dustin Gold Standard. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Join the discussion at Pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on TV. All right folks we are back unbelievable it's going to be an unbelievable show we are going to make technology great again it's going to be unbelievable the technologists the wonderful technocrats great people fantastic people some of the best people they're actually not people Because they uploaded their consciousness, and now they live in the AI hive mind. Unbelievable. Only the best AI hive minds. Other people have said this. I have never said that I love AI hive minds. Incredible hive minds. Unbelievable. Love minds. Love hives. Love hive minds. So great. And also so incredible, but stupid at the same time. Who knows better than me? Believe me. Unbelievable. All right, folks, let's get serious with this. We are talking about the technocratic takeover of the world. So let's look at this article really quick that we have here from the Observer from 2014. Okay, it says here, are the robots about to rise? Google's new director of engineering thinks so. Ray Kurzweil popularized the Terminator-like moment he called the Singularity. The Singularity. And we're going to learn a little bit about that, but let me just explain it quickly. What Kurzweil projected was that we would reach Singularity sometime between 2030 and 2045. That's when artificial intelligence overtakes human thinking. But now the man who hopes to be immortal... Yes, you heard me correctly, the man who hopes to be immortal, who hopes to never die. You get that? And we are going to get into that on this show for sure. But now the man who hopes to be immortal is involved in the very same quest on behalf of the tech behemoth, right? So there you go. Picking up from yesterday, as I told you, he is no prophet. He is the engineer. And so when he tells you his predictions, his predictions are really just the hopeful outcome of the project that he's working on. Very simple to understand, correct? I go out there and I say to my wife, honey, I predict that the lawn will be cut in the next two hours. And then I go outside with my lawnmower. I hope it doesn't break. I cut the lawn. I come back in. My wife says, oh, my God, not only do I love you, but you are a prophet. You predicted that the lawn would be mowed. Okay, that's Ray Kurzweil. Total fraud, total con man, total piece of trash, but very dangerous, very powerful, very influential. And I don't want to get into this article too much. We're going to do it as a separate show because it's very long and very detailed. And I'm really just trying to introduce you to these characters. And that's why we're going to do some videos today because I want you to see them and hear their voice. Not just uh, me reading articles and quotes from them. Uh, But we'll say it's hard to know where to start with Ray Kurzweil. With the fact that he takes 150 pills a day and is intravenously injected on a weekly basis with a dizzying list of vitamins, dietary supplements, and substances that sound about as scientifically effective as face cream. I'm not kidding. This is real. This is not fiction. I have an interview that you're going to watch with this man, this freak of nature, this god wannabe, talking about How he takes all of these pills and he injects himself with shots. And when you see the connections I made with the videos and you get to see his personality, you're going to say to yourself, wow, this guy is crazy. Now, the story of Kurzweil is that his parents escaped from Austria during the rise of Adolf Hitler. His father died at a younger age, and therefore he fears death. And so he wants to upload his consciousness into the cloud in which he's creating. And you're going to see that this is not just crazy talk, because as I'm trying to show you, and as the evidence shows, the technology exists, they're building it. Some of it is already in practice. The United States government, the military, DARPA, NASA, the CIA, they're all working on this. They've all are in a race competing amongst these government agencies of who's going to create this artificial intelligence, the ability to upload nanorobots into people, to connect people up to an AI hive mind through a a cloud extension of our neocortex, which is what allows us basically to think and process information in our brain. So we are dealing with some really crazy people, but they're powerful and they're influential and they are in charge. And they are building the technocratic society in which they're going to force us to live in, which we're already partially living in. The iPhone, the iWatch, the Fitbit, the Tesla car, Google, Siri, Alexa, Google Nest, Amazon Ring, and then all of the gig companies that deliver to your house, all of the internet of things, 60 billion objects around the world connected up to the internet and watching, spying, tracking, and delivering data into the AI processing mainstream. We're in it. We are living in the matrix. That is the reality. The reality is that we are in the matrix. Let me read a little more and then we're gonna to get to these videos. With the fact that Kurzweil believes that he has a good chance of living forever, he just has to stay alive long enough to be around for when the great life-extending technologies kick in. He's 66, and he believes that some of the baby boomers will make it through. Or with the fact that he's predicted that in 15 years' time, computers are going to trump people. We went over a little of this yesterday. We're going to see this in the videos today. That they will be smarter than we are, not just better at doing sums than us and knowing what the best route is to Basildon. They already do that, but that they will be able to understand what we say, learn from experience, crack jokes, tell stories, and flirt. Ray Kurzweil believes that by 2029, computers will be able to do all the things that humans do, only better. You have to ask yourself a serious question. If Ray Kurzweil really fears death, and he really wants to harness immortality, why would these people like Ray Kurzweil, these technocratic Frankenstein doctors, want to develop artificial intelligence? Why do they want to develop a giant AI hive mind computer system that is smarter than humans, can do things better than humans, could beat humans at everything from math to making a pizza? Why would you do that if your goal is to live forever? Why would you believe that if you create an all-powerful artificial intelligence that thinks on its own and laughs and cries and jokes and such, that that artificial intelligence is going to reward you with eternal life. That is something we are going to get into on future episodes. I have some theories and I'm still doing some research as to why these men would do this, who they are working for, what the purpose is. But I don't believe that they actually believe as smart as they are. They are crazy, but they are intelligent. They are smart. They do have the ability to form ideas. Many of them do use common sense. They want to live forever, so they're building the technology to do it. But they also cry about overpopulation, while at the same time, building a technology that, well, in theory, would make us all immortal? Wouldn't that be infinity overpopulation? So a lot of this does not add up. Now, what I want to talk to you about is singularity. You're going to want to understand this moving forward. This is an article on Futurism magazine from March, 2017. Put that in perspective. This is three years before COVID land kicked off. Singularity, explain it to me like I'm five years old. Here's how to understand the merger of humans and robots. So. Singularity, the merger of humans and robots. The merger of humans and robots they refer to as transhumanism. There are many people, like Elon Musk, who would be considered to be transhumanists. I don't want to get into stuff that's political, but a lot of what you're seeing with the whole push to glorify and to sadly coddle and if not even create mental illness and then there's many branches off of that, including what we're seeing, sadly, in this sort of transgender movement, it's not organic, and it's not what uh, people, uh, older people would think it is. Like, oh, those damn kids, what are they doing? No, the idea is if you can erase the whole entire human identity, from gender to sex, uh, to the very identity of a human, You hate your own race, you hate yourself, you think you're polluting, humans are bad. It allows these people to offer a solution. The solution is they're going to tell you they're going to merge man and machine in order to make a more perfect man, in order to give you life extension, in order to cure disease. It's a con. They have no interest. They have no interest in giving you anything anything, they definitely do not have an interest in providing you with life extension and helping you live forever. If you believe that, you're crazy. So this article on Futurism, Supercomputers to Superintelligence. Here's an experiment that fits all ages. Approach your mother and father. If they're asleep, use caution. Oh, Oh, that's... Hilarious. When they're about to tell you how to merge man and machine, they're making jokes. That must have been written by an artificial intelligence writer. (laughs) Ask them gently about that time before you were born, and whether they dared think at that time that one day everybody will post and share their images on a social network called Facebook, or that they will receive answers to every question from a mysterious entity called Google or enjoy the services of a digital advisor called Waze, Waze is like Google Maps or Apple Maps, that guide you everywhere on the road. If they say they figured all of the above will happen, kindly refer those people to me. We're always in need of good futurists. Ha, ha, ha. Very funny. Um, no, but, but the point is, and that is true. That is true. And you have to think of it that way because, When I talk to people that are older than me and I try to explain this to them, they say, oh, you're crazy, that's not going to happen. And that's what I say to them. What about the internet? Did you know that was going to happen 50 years ago? What about Facebook? What about Google? What about the smartphone in your hand, the iPad in your hand? What about that iWatch you're wearing? Was that going to happen? What about the advanced hearing aids, cochlear implants, all of this stuff that has come to be. So if you don't believe me, At least listen to this in the article. It's coming. These guys did not predict that they're actually creating it. The truth is that very few thought in those olden days of yore that technologies like supercomputers, wireless network, or artificial intelligence will make their way to the general public in the future. Even those who figured that these technologies will become cheaper and more widespread failed in imagining the uses they will be put to, and how they will change society. And here we are today when you're posting your naked pictures on Facebook. Thanks again, technology. Do you, do you see? So what they're actually doing in this article is they're helping with the adoption campaign. And the adoption I've explained twice. That's basically just normalizing the technology. So they go, well, I mean, you might have been afraid of Facebook 50 years ago. Now it's here. You could post naked photos. Ha, ha, ha It's funny. It's cute, but it's normalized. So when we come back, we're going to finish up this article and we're going to jump into these videos. Because I really need you to see Ray Kurzweil. I need you to see Yuval Noah Harari in their own words. But I just want to lay the foundation here quickly because it's very important that you understand what singularity is before we jump into the videos and you see these psychopathic madmen in their own words, ladies and gentlemen. I am Dustin Gold, and this is the Dustin Gold Standard. You are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold.